everyone, welcome to the sanctuary, a safe space to speak from the heart. I'm your host, Israel, and my guest today is a very, very strong lady, Karen Ballesteros. Thanks so much for coming on the sanctuary. Thank you for having me. Yeah, um, I remember seeing your Instagram. I like, you know, the brain does this thing where you are like, you know, they say don't judge a book by its cover, but let's be honest, we all do. You know, you kind of see someone, <laughs> you kind of just weigh them out. But like, you know, the introduction, my introduction to you was, what am I watching? Um, it was you, uh, I think you had like two bar, and you squatted. And, and the thing about your squats is you went all the way down and then all the yep, way back up. That's the Asian squat. <laughs> that's grass. <laughs> yeah uh i was like okay i need to talk to this lady i need to find out okay well, how do you even get into powerlifting that's powerlifting right yeah it's called powerlifting. what you do yeah how did you get into powerlifting um so first powerlifting is a sport that's got three three lifts so just the squat bench and deadlift um yeah. i got into it about two years ago when mm -hmm. I was just trying to find myself, find who I was. But before that, I was actually just a regular gym goer. And um, that was when I was trying to build my body back up because I actually suffered from an eating disorder where I was a lot lighter than I am right now. So I used the gym and exercise as a way to gain body weight, but mm -hmm. Like, but also gain strength because I felt weak at the time. So basically, I started powerlifting because I felt weak. <laughs> I just wanted to get physically strong. And, and um, how, you know, so you were doing the gym thing uh, for your health. And yeah. then what did you, what, what attracted you to powerlifts? Because there are two different things, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's the simplicity of the movements is what right. drew me to powerlifting. You just and, go, you pick shit up and lift it down and leave yeah. it down and, and drop it. I also I also love the part where you can actually work towards a goal. Like ah. I'm competing in seven weeks and I just love the idea of having to work hard to get to somewhere I want to be. And mm. just that kind of, that kind of goal setting mindset and just working towards pushing yourself every day in the gym to hit those goal numbers was what really attracted me. And also I just wanted so, to get really strong. <laughs> it always boils down to getting really strong. Let's be honest, really I just strong. want to get strong. <laughs> <laughs> Why uh, is strength a goal for you? Why was and is strength a goal for you? I think well, I really enjoy breaking stereotypes. So, uh -huh. um, I visited. So I'm I'm Japanese, and um, for them times that I go back to visit family and stuff, I would see that all the women and girls were very slim, and something about that just made me feel a bit uneasy. So I decided that I just want to be like, hey, you don't have to be this. You don't have to live, you know, I guess I don't want to say like weak, 
But to me, that's what it is. I just, I wanted to feel like I was, I guess, self-sufficient. It's kind of hard to explain, but I just wanted to feel that I was able to exist on my own, I guess. Like, you mm. know, like the whole strong and independent woman, but like emphasize the strong. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> I okay. don't know how else to put it, but I just, yeah, no, no. I just wanted put... to like show people that you don't have to follow the norm I guess. yeah i mean you sure do not follow the norm so uh you had been lifting at the gym um but when you started with power lifts uh, uh power lifting what were your numbers when you started and what are your numbers now when i started I think from my first competition, it would have been February 2018. Um, I think both squat and deadlift were both just under 200 pounds. And then bench is probably like 100 pounds. I'm not sure. Okay, I don't really now? remember. And now um, I squat 275, de deadlift 280, and bench 165 that's just insane right so talk about your training i guess you have a coach i do yeah i have a coach uh, and is it the same coach you've used the last two years no when i started i was um it's funny because when i from the day i found out about powerlifting i signed up for a competition like that was what five weeks, <laughs> five weeks later <laughs> So the, my training was a bit weird because it was just a friend that was just saying, okay, you should try this for this many reps, this many sets, and whatever else. Mm -hmm. um, and then slowly I transitioned to the coach I have now. Um, and how long have you been working boyfriend. with this coach? <laughs> what? My coach is my boyfriend too. <laughs> oh, well, that makes it a lot easier, right? It um, does. Very convenient. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so which came first, boyfriend or coach? coach okay it's a coach okay. yeah um and so he he competes and stuff yeah he also competes yeah uh, we're both competing in the meet coming up oh wow i mean i guess you know if you're both doing the same thing actually you know what i was asking someone this question and they didn't really answer but i'll ask you do you think right if you're in a relationship and you do the same thing like you know you're both power lifters um mm. versus you do one thing and they do something separate which one do you think works better uh, for you you know it's not just general for you i kind of i like training together because it's kind of like i guess it's couple time like other than training and working and yeah, those two, we don't really do much. So uh, we like to treat the gym as like couple time. It's like, I guess you could say it's like a date every time. But also like one-on-one um, -on -one And Okay, so <laughs> how, like you, yeah? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, So you sign up for powerlifting, you, you start a powerlifting, you sign up for this competition five weeks out. Um, yeah like 
I mean, and now you're planning nine weeks and, and so out. Like, wasn't it five weeks too short of a time to prepare for a competition? Especially if you haven't done it before. I couldn't, I couldn't hear the entire question. Oh, no, no. I'm saying, like, wasn't five months too short of a time to prepare for a competition? Oh, it was five, five weeks. Five weeks. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Like I'm saying, isn't five weeks too short of a time uh, to prepare for a competition? It depends on the person. For me, it was definitely way too early because my technique was very bad at the time. But for more experienced power powerlifters, five weeks could be okay um, because that's generally how long a training block is. So oh, like our training okay. is broken up into blocks. So it's like you focus on something here for four, eight weeks. And then another four to eight weeks focusing on something else. And then you just, with like every block, you get more specific until you reach the meet, the competition. So in essence, you are still like, it's like after a competition, you are just getting ready for the next competition. Is that is that kind of what it's like? For some people it is, but um, not for everyone. So my last mm. competition was in late November 2019. 20? No, 2019, because COVID happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there were no competitions then, of course. But there was mm -hmm. another one, uh, most recently, last November, that um, I chose not to compete in. So it really depends on the person. Mm, mm, mm. But in between then, how often do you work out? I work out four times a week. How long is each workout? Uh, sometimes two hours, sometimes four hours. It depends on what I'm doing on the day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Um, and do, do you do the same lifts all the time you walk out or how, how is your workout planned? It's pretty much the same three lifts, um, every time, but not, not the, uh, the three of them on each day. It, um, depends on what coach wants and uh, what he sees for the future. But yeah, most of the workout is just either squat, bench, and deadlift. Wait, 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 wait. So you, so let's, let's just, you know, let's do something tangible. You have four days in a week to train. What would you do on the first day of, of that week? Um, so I train on Mondays, Wednesdays, Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. So on Monday, I do squat and bench, and then Tuesday, I do deadlift and bench. Thursday is a variation of squat and then bench, and then Saturday is squat, bench, and deadlift. Uh, and you would spend how average of how long in the gym when you work out? Um, on average, it would be like maybe like two and a half hours. Holy shit. <laughs> the time flies, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can imagine <laughs> that, but like in the two hours, what will you be doing? I mean, you know, because you just said quarter and deadlifts. Like, is that it? Like, for that, for the two hours? I mean, sometimes yes, because um, most of the time I'm actually not doing anything. I'm just like sitting on a bench, just like preparing for the next set. Because for powerlifting, it's not like bodybuilding where you're, I guess, essentially doing cardio. Like, yeah. I, I don't do cardio, so I just, <laughs> I just lift the heavy weights for, like, let's say, 30 seconds. And then for the next two minutes, I'm just sitting down 
I'm just like waiting until I feel ready for the next set. And then do you like do you ever do reps or is just lift it once and that's done and then you take a break and then you lift it once again? Most of the time I'm doing reps, but it depends on the training block. So um last block I was doing maybe five reps, six reps, seven reps. That's kind of on the higher side from my understanding. Mm. But now that we're getting closer to the meet, I'm doing fewer reps. So we're getting more specific to the competition lifts because mm-hmm. you're only doing one rep. Yeah. So you want to go from like doing a lot to kind of like funneling down into like one and just perfecting that single rep. Will it be the same weight or will it break increase the less the number of reps? The lower the number of reps, um the heavier the weight, for sure. So when you when you're doing the 7 and 5, what are you what are the weights you are doing using for those reps? Um could be around like for for example for squat, I would be doing like maybe 210 to 235. Mm. And then for like less reps, I'd be doing something heavier, like maybe for example 250. <sighs> oh. <laughs> those numbers are just scary and I, I didn't think you know the other thing about it is that like every time you lift you're lifting twice your body weight pretty much right i guess well not quite um i'd say i'm not at that point yet um so i'm in the under 63 kilo weight class so 63 kilos is like 139 rounded up 139 pounds, so that's about yeah. what I weigh. Yeah, um, and then if you're, like, doing 275, you know, it's pretty I I, close. I've only done 275 once, and that was, like, maybe, like, two two months ago. I rarely, <laughs> like, do heavy, heavy stuff. Okay, okay. Um, of, the, of the three lifts, right, which one do you like the most, and which one are you not a huge fan of? For a while... Squat was my favorite because it just came naturally. And then it just kind of shifted to bench because I got better with my technique. And then it shifted to deadlift because my technique got better. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) your technique decides. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about your technique because, like, you do this thing and and make me understand why you do it. Before, like, your deadlift, you kind of, like, breathe in and, and stuff and then... What, why do you have to do that? So basically, um, when I breathe in, it's called bracing. And you're trying to get your, I guess, your torso um, basically like rigid, like tough, like a tree trunk. So that when you're pulling, you don't collapse. And I guess to exaggerate, you so that you don't break your back. So you want to keep your spine safe. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, so you do like, it's like, you know, you're about to get in this crazy zone and you do like and then you <laughs> oh my god i'm like i can't even try it <laughs> yeah I so i breathe try. in i breathe in and then i flex my abs and then with the air that i brought in i push against my belly so that it becomes like like a belt and then you also have the belt on yeah. and the knee pads is it, is it knee pads the knee sleeves well that's mainly knee for sleeves? Squat. yeah yeah um 
I mean, those are just so you don't hurt yourself, I'm guessing. Um, the bell is to help with the bracing so that it gives you something to push against when you're pushing your, I guess, your belly out for mm. uh, bracing. And then the knee sleeves are just, I mean, I like to wear them because it makes my knees feel safe. Like when I'm squatting, mm -hmm. I feel like my knees are just being taken care of. Or like it's like a nice hug. It's like okay, you're not you're not gonna break. It's okay. <laughs> it just keeps them keeps them compressed in one yeah. piece. Oh my god! Oh, I, I, and and then the the bench. Um, yeah. I I I was watching one of your videos for your bench, and you kind of arc your back and like you do this. It's like every lift you have a ritual for it, right? So so I understand. Yeah now what the one you do for like deadlifts and squat you know with the breathing especially for the deadlifts with the with the you know curving of your back for the um bench press why why do you do that it's a it's mainly a power lifter thing um because you're trying to move the most amount of weight like the best you can so one reason why i arch my back is to keep my shoulders safe it puts them in a safer position mm. um and also to basically cut range of motion so that i don't really have to move the bar as much mm. yeah. yeah i'm i'm not really the person to ask for technique i just <laughs> kind of do things and i'm like cool i did it <laughs> like, or to, i do something and it's like coach what do you think and the coach would be like why don't you try that and i do it, and i'm like oh that's better <laughs> <laughs> um and how long has he been your coach now? Maybe a year. Oh, year okay. And a half. Okay. Um, and do you have, I mean, so you have all these things you do to keep your uh, uh, shoulders, spine, back safe. But do you have things you do to prepare mentally for, you know, like for a session or a competition or just a uh, lift? on its own i find that i'm pretty good with the mental side of preparing for lifts um but the main part is the nutrition because i actually have a pretty meh digestive system so i have to be really careful about what i eat so that i feel at my best and i'm not bloated or gassy pretty much oh um yeah but like in terms of the mental like i sometimes do a little shouting i do a little shaking of the bar i make a little bit of an, a ruckus before i go but most <laughs> of the time i like to stay calm so that i don't drain myself of energy like from the mental and i can put everything into the physical <laughs> yeah yeah no that that's completely okay so apart from the you know lifting heavy things and dropping it down um you're also starting to become a civil engineer how, how did that yeah. like was that something you always wanted to do growing up or how did you get to decide to study civil engineering i think so um the story that i always go back to is that when i'd be going to school like when i was a teenager i just you know like be driving well my mom would be driving and then i see like construction sites and there's buildings that are like halfway being built and i'm like wow they're standing without being even completed. And then I learned about physics and then I found out about forces and whatnot. And then I was like, hmm, what kind of what kind of science deals with this kind of stuff? And it turns out it's civil engineering. Mm. 
mm. where you can design and basically help build skyscrapers, bridges, everything, and they actually stand. Uh, so. Do you have any particular type of structure you love the most? What kind of structure? Mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, bridges are exciting. I sometimes I sometimes drive like across the bridge, like McKay or McDonald, whichever. Like, I don't yeah. know the difference, honestly. And I'm like, wow, you know what? I, I, I'm going to give you a tip <laughs> on how you know the difference. And I just learned it the other day. McDonald has a McDonald right by it, you know? Oh. There okay. you go. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. That's very yeah. easy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just learned it the other day. Because like you, like, you know, I've lived here for years and years. And I just didn't know which one was which. I'd say the the other one and the other one. I'm like, which one are you talking about? So, you know, my friend just said, actually, you know, my friend thought that the mcdonald bridge was named after the mcdonald that's right there but you know that's not why it's named that but you know we just agreed that that's how you know the difference and there you go <laughs> so yeah you drive on one of the bridges and i just like yeah i i just drive on one of the bridges and then i don't even know what they're called and i should be like you'd, you would expect that i know what like the parts of the bridges are called but I don't know what they're called. But like, you know, the things that where they stand and then you have the road and then the line thing. It's a suspension bridge. That's all I know. But I see like the parts of it and I'm like, wow, those things are big. And they're like, wow, there's cars on here and it's not falling. <laughs> and I just find that so interesting. Yeah. And then like in one of my classes, um, the professor was talking about one of the bridges. I forget which one, and I guess it doesn't really matter. But there was he was talking about one of the bridges, and he's like, "Yeah, forces go here, forces go there, and then they equal out so that they balance, and then like it just stays up." And I'm like, "Wow!" <laughs> like, I was very impressed by bridges. So I uh, think I I think I'm in the right engineering discipline. Yeah, no, I agree. I think bridges are really to me, especially you know uh, if you've gone on the one. You know, going to PEI, that bridge is spectacular to me. Mm -hmm. It's like, I mean, so long. You just keep driving. It just doesn't want to end. But, like, I really, really love that bridge. Um, and are you almost done studying it now? I finished my third year. And right now I'm on um, 16 months of co-op. So I'm working right now, just getting experience. And then oh. in this coming fall, I'm expected to go back to class. And then I graduate um, ah, so you didn't year. do the COVID online thing? No. Well, I had to. <laughs> I had to for three weeks to finish my third year. It was terrible. I How? Because my mind, it works like this. It's, it's like, it's like a yes or no switch. So if it's like, okay, I have to finish school. So like everything is school and I had to stay at home, right? So home became school and I was working for up to 14 hours a day. So it's like I wake up, I do school until like the sun sets and then it's like, okay, bedtime and then redo it. <laughs> I can't, I can't turn my brain off. Yeah. Uh, well, fingers crossed that class is back open when, when you go yeah. back. But now uh, with your placement, what are some things you do there where you work now? So I work as a research assistant and I um, basically work with concrete and cement to figure out 
its properties when it's you know being used in certain ways and that's all i can say uh, well no that's <laughs> no, no no that's completely that is completely okay um and i guess you're talking about driving and seeing this almost finished uh building going up and i always wonder right two things when they are bringing it down how they keep everything in one place and then when it's going back up uh how do you also keep everything in one place you know it's it's kind of like magic to me um those buildings bridges those two things are like magic do you find that well so in the long run you're done with school now uh will you be doing more research or actually you know building stuff um Ideally, I would like to have like a consulting, consulting job um, where I'm designing some structures or something. Uh, I'm not quite sure, but I think I wouldn't really enjoy research too much in the <laughs> long run because I get bored of things really easily and doing the same tests over and over, it can get boring. Uh, wait, wait, wait. That I, I guess you should add some things because. You do the same leaps over and over and over. How come you're not bothered that? That is a very good observation. I didn't <laughs> even think about it. <laughs> okay. Now bringing it to powerlifting. The reason yeah. why I don't get bored of powerlifting is because every rep is actually a little bit different. And every mm. rep I'm trying to perfect it. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to me because I'm trying to make myself move in the most efficient way possible. Mm -hmm. And with every session or with every training block, I feel like mm -hmm. I'm making progress and I'm becoming, and I'm getting better at the technique. Oh, so yeah. even though I'm literally just going up and down with squat, moving mm -hmm. the bar up and down for bench, picking the, the heavy bar and then dropping it for deadlift, mm -hmm. it's a bit different every time. And and because I'm the only one who's responsible for making it move well, and it's all on me, mm -hmm. I find it exciting because because I'm in total control of what I'm doing. Mm. But if it's like a research thing, um, you just kind of go through the motions of doing a test. You let it sit in some kind of machine to let it um, collect data, and then. You get the data and you look at it and you see numbers and you're like, okay, I have to make sense of this. <laughs> it's kind of different because I'm not in charge of making the material or whatever it is do its thing. Mm. I'm not making mm. it do it. Like, yeah. Mm. Let's talk about no restrictions apparel. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, how did that come about? Why did you decide to do that? And how did you get these, you know, super talented people to start wearing your t-shirts? Um, to really talk about why I started it, it was because of the pandemic. And I'm just hearing stories of people like left, right, center about how they lost their jobs. And now they have no source of income. Now, luckily, I'm not at that point. I'm still in school. I haven't graduated i don't have an actual job like a full-time job mm -hmm. and i thought to myself i don't want to be i don't ever want to be in that position and i started researching more about personal finance and 
I came across like the idea of having multiple streams of income just to make yourself as financially secure as possible. Mm-hmm. And I, so then I just started thinking of ideas. But of course, I don't want to do like just any random thing just to make extra money because mm-hmm. then if I if I don't have actual passion for it, then it's going to burn out really quick and then I'm going to just feel discouraged. So yeah. it took so the idea first popped up maybe May of last year, and then it only really started in November. So I had a long time to think about things, long time to, you know, do long time to do some self reflection and think about who I actually am, what I actually stand for, what I'm actually interested in. Mm. Um. Yeah. So I just basically wanted to make sure that. I don't go broke if like there's another pandemic or if something something major happens and I lose a full time job. Mm-hmm. And then what was your process of creating it? Well, I chose I chose to make clothes because. I actually don't really like any of the clothes I have in my closet. I like I look at them and I'm like, that's ugly, but I bought it because it was cheap. What? <laughs> I bought it so that I can wear it to work and get it dirty. I can get it <laughs> concrete and I'll be fine. I like I don't care. But you know I just wanted another way of expressing myself and mm-hmm. I found like it's clothes are pretty like it's fashion is uh, something that you can express yourself through and I just didn't have the clothes so I was like you know what I will just make my own clothes and maybe mm-hmm. I'll sell them and people will actually like it too it's like that's that's pretty much how it started but then it took on a deeper meaning when I um chose the name no restrictions yeah that's um, what I was gonna ask actually like you know what was the uh story behind that you know so I mentioned behind the name I mentioned um earlier in um earlier today that i struggled with an eating disorder so it was a restrictive one Uh, some people might know it as anorexia so basically um i would i would i wouldn't allow myself to eat so that i lost weight a lot of weight very quickly and it was just not a good time like i don't i don't really um wait a second let me rephrase that i lost a lot of weight and it was all because of what was going on in my head mm-hmm. and now that bringing that um knowing it knowing about it and bringing it to the present i thought to myself that i would never do something like that again to make myself in a disadvantaged position so basically i like to say that I will never engage in behaviors that are self-destructive and that mm. I'm always going to be pushing forward to become the best version of myself. So mm. that also ties in with powerlifting because that's not self-destructive. The activity is not self-destructive. It's self-constructive, I guess you could say, because I'm literally building yeah. body mass and yeah. I'm improving my physical uh, strength and physical health and I'm also working on my on the mental side of it because I need to have a certain kind of mindset to be able to um, 
perform and lift those weights. Mm. So it started with that. And the message of no restrictions is that basically don't restrict the food that you eat and to not put any limits on what you can achieve. So because if you, if someone told me, I guess it'd be like five years ago that I would be where I am right now, I wouldn't believe it. I definitely would not believe it that I would be like, you know, lifting double my body weight and I would be a lot heavier. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's basically just like the name is just an encouragement to say, hey, make sure you don't, make sure you don't <laughs> dig yourself a grave before it's, you know, before you, like, you don't even need to dig yourself a grave. What am I saying? Like, you know, I can't, I can't describe it. Mm. <laughs> I just mm. it. <laughs> yeah no 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 i completely i completely get what 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 you're saying uh the name no restrictions uh and <clears throat> also uh, you know i wanted to say thanks for sharing the background for that name it, it now adds a whole lot more power and i i i have uh you know i have a friend that had such a negative experience and it was something that they were passionate about that and and you know and the love of uh people close to them that helped them uh you know uh work on making themselves better uh so i so i completely understand what you're talking about but with no restrictions right who comes up with the designs I do. Except, <laughs> except I am no, I am no artist. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I hire some graphic designers and I just tell them um, to kind of, I just I give them instructions for what to design, and I give mm. them feedback. Uh, the other the other thing uh, that I want to bring up with no uh, restrictions is all these really cool people that do what you do uh, or in like that that line of um, skill set weight uh, powerlifting you know taking care of their health and stuff how do you reach out to some of these really really people uh you know big people in in the uh powerlifting community i think it's just it's just i think it's basic you just kind of get to know them you send them mm. a message of being like hey um you're really strong i admire you and then you just start developing a friendship and then you get to know each other a bit more. And then I'd be like, Hey, I think you're a really cool person. I'd love to send you a shirt. Like, and that's it. Like there's no strings attached and then just send them a shirt. And then they happen to like it. They happen to lift in it. So I repost the videos, for example, mm. and then it just gets the ball rolling. That's what I'm hoping to do. Yeah. No. And like all these people are so, so strong. And, you know, when you bring the message behind no restrictions and add it with the amazing skills that these people have, it's like, okay, I get it. Like one of the people that wears your t-shirts has three bars and you're squatting it. Like, I mean, of course it's not the shirt, right? You know that, but you cannot not link the two. (laughs) Um, yeah that's kind of what i'm trying to do too with the with the name no restrictions and i think personally i think the design is pretty cool so yeah it is pretty (laughs) cool yeah i want to empower people and make them feel like badass and be like hey i'm wearing no restrictions no restrictions means this i'm gonna push myself i believe in myself i'm gonna i'm gonna give this a go and then 
they hit like 300 something pounds for a squat. It's just insane. <laughs> and by the way, this person I'm talking about, she's like my age. She's also in engineering and. Oh, are you in the same weighs, class? She weighs less than me. She No, she's in the US. Oh, okay. But she's friggin' strong. Yeah. I admire her so much. I'm like, I'm watching so. this thing. It's like, you shouldn't be moving things like this, but it's like, boop, 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 boop. Yeah. I've been doing it over and over again. I'm watching, I'm like, it takes oh my God, you're so strong. You're so strong. But here's the thing, though. It is painful. Like, it hurts from time to time, right? I mean, if you do it, like, if you mess up, then it could hurt. <laughs> but if you don't mess up, it probably won't. Because <laughs> you only get injured when you're loading a muscle incorrectly, and then it just reacts in a bad way, and you're like, oh, God. Well, maybe not like that, but, you know. Like, I'm like... You can, it's, 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 Powerlifting is a pretty safe sport because you're not, you know, it's not like football where you're just like bumping into people and you have no idea if you're going to get a concussion like in this game or the next. Powerlifting is mm. very predictable, but it's entirely up to you to execute the movements correctly and mm. to make yourself not hurt. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I completely understand that. So um, in you started November and you know building it up so how do you do your inventory like do you do you have it designed and then you ship to the person or does it come to you and then you ship it out or how does that work um so in november that's when i really started thinking about what this brand um is about and what i want it to be about mm -hmm. and then in december i was start i started thinking about a logo i already knew the name um yeah so i came up with the logo i had someone design it and then i reached out to a local uh print shop and i was like hey um i have this design i want you to print it on like a couple shirts and just kind of like get it started so then i get the shirts i i actually have a bunch of boxes right here with a whole bunch of shirts hoodies and crewnecks Mm -hmm. And to get the to get the brand started, I actually did a promotional photo shoot. So I reached out to the local community, um, the local strength community in Halifax and Dartmouth, and I was like, "Hey, I've got I'm starting a new business. I want someone. I need some people to represent the brand. Um, like here, come come out, do a fun photo shoot. All you got to do is just buy a shirt." And support local that's basically it and then 30 people showed up 30 people that was like a lot more i was expecting like five mm. so like, a whole bunch of people showed up we had a great time uh photographer photo the photographer did a great job i also hired a videographer to make like click uh quick instagram reel videos for a countdown mm -hmm. we just had a lot of fun um and then I did a little, you know, magic on Canva and I made some promotional stories for everyone so that they would post it and then all our friends would know. And then I launched in, I guess, two and a half weeks ago? No, mm -hmm. two or three weeks ago. I launched, I launched three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I think it was three weeks ago, but we'll go with that. And now I'm just cruising. 
I'm starting <laughs> to think of new ideas for marketing and new ideas for designs and events and yeah. No, that's, that's where great. I am now. And is it is it all gonna be just black uh, the outfits or will you do other colors? I'm actually not sure, hmm. but black is definitely a safe color because a lot of people like black shirts and yeah. wearing black on black. Yeah, I, I always wear black, black. Well, except now, but I'm always wearing black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very easy to style too because you could wear it in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but daughter thing, you know, so it, it's great to see you lifting all these heavy weights and doing all this stuff and no restrictions, but one of i guess to me the major reason i reached out to you but was like the caption to put and how vulnerable and how honest you were about like your mental health um why is that important for you and like you know especially also putting it like right there on your on your social mm -hmm. media that's a great question um so I actually also have social anxiety. Now it's, I'm much better now than I was way in the past, but I like to talk about a lot of things on my social media because I usually don't in person. So in public, I'm a lot quieter and I don't really talk that much. Mm -hmm. So social media for me is like an outlet and I'm able to express myself very freely. I can mm. share sides of me that I would have a very hard time sharing in public. And uh, I still struggle with talking on my stories, but I do like to write captions and, and just talk or express myself in that way. Mm. So I also think talking about mental health is very important because of what I've been through and I believe that it's important to talk about it so that people, other people uh, who are experiencing whatever they are right now, um, don't feel like they can't talk about it. Mm. I've heard that, you know, the mental health support, what's it called? Like the mental health, like help for, for mental health issues isn't very great in Nova Scotia. So, I just want to encourage people to talk about their mental health a bit more and be open about it and take and so that you know people start to recognize that mental health is just as important as physical health and then mm. because if your mental health isn't at 100% then your entire health can't be either like you mm. can have 100% tip top physical like like be absolutely perfect with your physical health but if your mental health is shit then mm. you're only like at 50% People might see you as 100%, but really, you're probably not feeling that great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, you know, first off, thank you so much for sharing. And, like, I always feel when I when I read captions like that, that, you know, there's one person out there in the world that reading that just gives them hope to keep going, right? So, you know, when people like yourself are... Uh, uh comfortable or at least okay with sharing struggles you've had uh and and things you are doing to keep going i'm like okay at least this is 
one person out there will read something and it might be hundreds who knows but you know i just focus on just that one person that will read this thing and it will have a positive um mm-hmm. effect on your life so so thanks for sharing that okay okay I, i'm gonna let you go but before i do uh you know i know you have this competition coming up do you have a goal this is not the question though but answer this one first do you have like a goal number for the lifts for this competition my goal numbers fluctuate depending on how i feel honestly but um i would love to squat 300 bench 185 and deadlift 315 that's in what eight weeks you said seven weeks i think i haven't calculated but i think it's seven so so um i mean and and that's like you know down the thing and you're not gonna stop right like so you're gonna just keep going are those numbers just gonna keep going up like do they ever like is there gonna be a point like okay this is it and i'm not going any higher or I don't think I'll ever come to a point where I'm satisfied with my lifts because I'll always be wanting to improve and wanting to get better and stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really think of a time when I would stop lifting. Maybe when I'm forced to, like, yeah. Okay. I don't. So, I don't intend to stop. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a this is a question now. Um, with all the things you're doing, um, you know, your Instagram your business, lifting. Now you're doing this job and soon you'll be going back to finish up in school. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you take care of all of that and also take care of yourself, you know, your physical, obviously, and mental health? Well, I feel like I've already kind of lived through it before with my third year because um, that was when my training my lifting was really picking up and I was trying to figure out like what works for, for me in terms mm-hmm. of my progress. Uh, but back then, of course, I didn't have a business. Um, but what I did was just be very good at managing my time and my and how I use the time. So school will be like school. And I would never bring schoolwork home because I wanted school to be school and home to be home. So that's why the last few weeks of my third year was just so messed up because mm. there was no there was no difference between school and home. Yeah. But anyway, I would wake up really early. Um, there was a time when I would train at 5.30 in the morning. And then mm. soon after that, I would get dressed and go to school for 8.30. And then I might be done school at like 7 o'clock. I come home and then I have a few hours to myself to just relax. And then I go to bed pretty early too. Um, back then it was probably around nine o'clock and then I can do it all over again. Gosh, that's a lot to think of. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, thank you so much, Karen, for coming in the sanctuary. Um, I'm, I think I'm going to reach out so we can talk again after your meet and find out what you actually lifted. Okay. Sounds good. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too.